Trendsetra is a VC-based podcast where we analyze and deconstruct the latest trends across emerging industries, offering useful insights in a fun and exciting way. Tune in every Wednesday to get your dose of Trendsetra. In today's podcast, we talk about high time the obsession with GDP stops. In 1937, Simon Kuznets, an economist at the National Bureau of Economic Research, presented the original formulation of GDP in his report to the US Congress titled National Income 1929 to 35. And the rest is history. Until the birth of the GDP, there was no real way to measure the economy with a single number that was comparable over time and across nations. GDP has become the defining indicator of the last century and the ultimate measure of an economy's welfare. But the pandemic combined with the climate crisis and rising levels of inequality has cast a shadow on the usefulness of the measure. So, why has GDP lost its relevance? Which measures can replace it? Artifact of the manufacturing age. Born during the Great Depression and the manufacturing age, GDP's relevance in the modern era has been waning. David Billing, the author of The Growth Delusion, argues that we wrongly measure the progress of nations by a number that tries to count the production of goods and services in a given period but does not account for sustainability, technological progress, living standards, and complicated services. Billing, who's been with the Financial Times as a journalist for more than 20 years, has covered countries across Africa, Latin America, and Asia. In his experience, he has come to realize that GDP could be a faulty representation of national progress. Fudging In March 2019, a research paper titled A Forensic Examination of China's National Accounts by Economists at the Chinese University of Hong Kong and the University of Chicago arrived at a sensational conclusion. You cannot trust China's official GDP statistics. According to their research between 2008 and 2016, China's official GDP statistics were inflated by an average of 1.7 percentage points per year. If those estimates are true, it will imply that the Chinese economy is more than 10% smaller than all the light that we cannot see. Can you estimate the GDP growth rate based on the brightness of a country's nighttime lights? The answer is surprisingly yes. According to the Center for Economic Policy Research, the brightness of a country's nighttime lights, as seen from satellites, is highly correlated with GDP growth. It is based on the logic that the more money people have, the more likely they are to have lights on at night. Businesses will also stay open for longer periods of time, resulting in even more light. In a democratic society, citizens, media, and opposition leaders serve as roadblocks to the government's attempts of inflating GDP figures, but the same does not apply to autocratic societies. Digital goods In 2018, Barclays, one of the world's largest banks, joined the Let's Downplay GDP bandwagon. Digital goods are significantly different when compared to physical goods. In general, we set the price of a good at the marginal cost to produce it. While digital goods have a fixed cost at the start, they have close to zero marginal cost. Unlike physical goods, the digital counterparts don't suffer from scarcity issues and are cheap or free to transport across large distances. So, it's difficult to price digital goods 
which results in an underestimation of GDP. To replace or not to replace GDP Many alternatives and improvements to GDP have been proposed over the years. Examples include median income, which is meant to ignore averages as they are massively skewed by extremes, accounting for externalities such as carbon dioxide emissions and a measure of happiness. Other prominent alternatives to GDP include GDPB. Despite digital goods such as Wikipedia having zero cost, we derive a lot of value from them. So, MIT economists developed a new tool to measure the benefits of the digital economy, GDPB, where B stands for benefits. The economists posed a simple question to the survey participants. How much should we pay you to give up a particular good? They surveyed hundreds of thousands of people and compared their valuations for goods like Facebook, Twitter, breakfast cereal, jet travel, etc. And the results were fascinating. The median person wanted 48 US dollars to give up Facebook for one month, a significant value for something that's essentially free. When these valuations are added up, they range in the billions, and the conventional measure of GDP fails to measure it. GDPB does not aim to replace the conventional measure of GDP but can instead complement it. Healthy Life Expectancy It is a promising metric that is easily understood already in use and addresses a lot of factors that GDP leaves out. Technically, richer countries should have higher life expectancies, right? No. The US with a GDP per capita of US dollar 60,000, one of the highest in the world, has a life expectancy of just 78.5 years, while countries with far lesser GDP per capita have higher life expectancies. Portugal's GDP per capita is 65% less than the US but has a life expectancy of 81.1 years and South Korea with 50% less GDP per capita. One of the factors that healthy life expectancy addresses is the environmental condition. Poor environmental conditions are detrimental to long healthy lives. Healthy life expectancy also factors in happiness as there is plenty of evidence to suggest that individuals who are happy and fulfilled also tend to live longer and remain healthy for longer. In general, healthy populations support stronger GDP. You cannot manage what you don't measure. GDP has to undoubtedly be replaced or at the very least improved. As the popular saying suggests, you can't manage what you don't measure. So, if we want to manage the pandemic, climate change and inequality, we need a measure that addresses these challenges. Dissatisfaction with the conventional GDP isn't enough. A large reputed transitional body has to agree to an alternative framework. The ideal successor will be easily implementable, compelling and portray an accurate picture of the economy. While finding and implementing an alternative is a Herculean task, it's not impossible. So the question that remains is whether we want to find an alternative. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Trendsetra, a VC Bay podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast streaming platform.